What is up, Gandhi Dating Family? Happy Thursday, or whenever you guys are listening to this. I just want to start this episode off by telling you the truth. We got the Rona, y'all. So we tried. <laughs> we tried to stay away from foolishness, but, you know, got that from church. Um, God, man, that's, you know, well, learned my lesson. <laughs> But yeah, so unfortunately we got that. Last week our symptoms were absolutely horrible. This week we're doing way better. By the time you're listening to this, we're doing better. When you hear this, keep praying for us. We're still on our recovery period. I wasn't even going to record an episode because I still cough. My feels a bit weird to do a whole lot of talking. Um, not that I'm in pain, but yeah, I just don't feel like it, you know. But it's what it is. You know, because God is good. So welcome back to another episode of the Godly Dating 101 podcast. I know many of you guys are tuning in weekly. We see the numbers. We're so thankful. Lord God, that is, I'm here I am. I'm sounding deep. God, I'm just thankful for, <laughs> you know, all the love and support, all the reviews. Let me tell you all something about reviews. A review is when you say something nice. You know, leave the bad reviews for Yelp. All right. Some people are just miserable. I read a comment, you know, somebody said, somebody said, I swallow too hard. Like, man, I'm sorry, man. That's how God made me. (laughs) It's like, you're just finding a reason to be bitter. Shoot me an email and let me know to get away from the bike or something. But we're so thankful, you know, for you guys tuning in. And without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. So today I just want to talk about practical ways for us to build our walk with God. You know, so if you're a, a new a new convert, this podcast would be excellent for you. If you're in church a while, but you're still struggling to grow spiritually, you're struggling with some of the fundamentals, we're going to do a lot of episodes like this, and we're going to get back on YouTube with videos and stuff like that once you know our voices are feeling fine and you know once we get the time, because it's been a pretty hectic for us um, lately, but just know we're going to be doing stuff like this. So maybe you're a person that feels like you're super spiritual. Maybe you're a pastor. Maybe you've been in church all your life, so you think this may not apply to you. But maybe it, maybe it will. Maybe it'll apply to someone you know. So feel free to share this with someone as well. But the first thing I want to say that's a practical way for you to build your walk with God is by scheduling the time. You know, I was always against scheduling the time. Um, I still have a Safa and I have our home um, Bible study that we do with one another set for 8.30 p.m. And some days we can't even make it, you know, because how our schedule is set up. But it's just the fact that we set that time aside. So when we are home and when we see that alert, hey, we need to get into our word. Hey, we need to get into, you know, to some prayer right now. And I believe a lot of people, we struggle with our walk with God because we don't want to we don't want to schedule it. Work keeps us on a set routine. School keeps us on a set routine. I don't think being in a set prayer time makes you more spiritual, but I believe that consistency, you know, brings discipline in your life, whereas God is able to move. Because if you know, hey, six o'clock every day I'm praying, no matter where I am, then there's going to come a day when 605 hits and it's like, oh, no, 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 I need to I need to get get some prayer in. You know what I mean? Because it's just something that becomes second nature when you make it a habit. So you may feel like, you know, doing these type of things may turn into a ritual or routine, you know, something you're not doing out of, you know, out of a desire. But I believe it's better to plan to pray than to not pray at all. 
I believe it's better to plan, you know, to plan to read your word, to to plan what day of the week or the month you're going to do do a fast. So I know it's so easy for us to complain and say, yeah, it doesn't feel as, as spiritual, it doesn't feel as, you know, feel as genuine, but you can't tell me that not praying is more genuine. You can't tell me that, you know, just sporadically praying whenever you get bored or whenever you have five minutes before you go to bed is more meaningful than when someone schedules 11 a.m. of spending time with God. You know, so many of you, you have to take that into consideration. Um, one of the people I look at in the Bible is Daniel um, chapter 6 and verse 10. I want to read this verse to you. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. So if you don't know about the story, I want you to read definitely so you can get some context. But this is, you know, when they're setting a decree trying to stop everybody from praying, you know, so they thought they were going to set Daniel up. You know, when Daniel heard about the stuff that they're trying to put in the law, he didn't get discouraged by what they were doing. The Bible says he continued to pray to his God three times a day as he did before. So he didn't start praying when the calamity came. He was seeking God morning, noon, and night. He was seeking God 10 a.m. every day. He was seeking God 2 p.m. every day. He was seeking God before he went to bed at 8 p.m. every day. You know, so whatever it is, whatever is convenient for you, whenever you can be most focused, uh, most uninterrupted, that's perfect for you to schedule that time with God. Because when you schedule that time, you're building that discipline where others can see that you are consistent. You're what with God. And that's what we all need. So find a time that's, you know, going to be effective for you. You know, a friend of mine, he made a, you know, a way that he prays. He wants to pray an hour a day, you know, and everyone can't just go an, hour, an entire hour for prayer, right? You would think, but this guy, he showed me a screenshot of his alarms, whereas he had an alarm for 15 minutes in the morning. He had his alarm for 15 minutes at noon. He had an alarm for 15 minutes, maybe about three or four and 15 minutes, definitely before he goes to bed. So he just prayed an hour. Whereas me with no alarms, I probably only paid, prayed 15 minutes completely for the entire day, you know, and it's not a matter of him being more spiritual. I don't believe, you know, he's more spiritual than the next person because he does that. But that shows he's more committed to his walk with God. That shows that he's making himself more available. So many of us, I know you have hard jobs and you have families, children, spouses, schools and things like that. So you can't always commit to things just because you want to. But I want you to know that it shows real discipline when we actually set the time aside. Another thing I want to say that's important, the second point, is incorporate more worship music into your playlist. Many people don't understand the power that music has over us. I really believe that music is one of the gateways to our soul. There's some so many times people get the illusion, because I believe they're deceived, that they can just listen to any type of music and it not affect us. Like, oh, I'm just listening to the beat. I'm just dancing to the beat. I'm not worried about the words. Man... That is that is completely a lie. <laughs> That's why commercials, they have jingles, because you don't know. You're not thinking about McDonald's, but if you hear ba da ba ba ba, then you know what's going on. Or if you hear that J.G. Wentworth, 877 Cash Now, like, <laughs> trust me, that's not in my notes, but it's the fact that once I hear J.G. Wentworth, I can hear the jingle or I can hear the tune. Maybe I got the words wrong, but it's just the fact that music is a gateway into our soul. So what you de- what you listen to will influence how you feel. That's why when you listen to a love song, you're either thinking about your boo, you're thinking about your ex, you're thinking about your future spouse, you know, or if you listen to something that's depressing, you know, you're thinking about the heartache in your life or 
I know some people that worship, um, work out to worship music. I do it sometimes, not very often because it, it can kind of ruin the mood. It doesn't get me pumped the way I want to. So I'll listen to something more hype, something more lively that'll get me jumping wide because psychologically, it's not a better song than a slower song. What it is, is getting my mind in the right mindset. You know, so music sets the atmosphere around you internally and sets the, the atmosphere inside your heart, inside your spirit. It gets you to think about the things of God. It gets you to think about certain things. Whereas, you know, if you weren't listening to that song, <clears throat> it probably wouldn't have been your focus. Or you can think about the many times that some of you guys may have, you know, listened to a certain worship song that just made you cry, you know? And it wasn't because the song is more spiritual than another, but it's just something that draws you into the goodness of God and makes you want to worship, you know? So music has a strong, a strong sense of influence over every single believer or every single person, whether you're a believer or not. And therefore, if music has influence over every single person, then we need to be under the understanding that garbage in means garbage out. You know, Jesus wasn't more concerned about the food we were letting into our body when he was saying it with the fathers. He was saying what comes out of a man, what comes out of our mouth, you know, our actions and our words are what, you know, make us corrupt or make us sinful. You know, so a lot of people are always going to get into debates over, okay, so you're saying Christians shouldn't listen to R&B, Christians can't listen to rock, Christians can't listen to pop, Christians can't listen to, and they want to argue about what we should not listen to and get into a debate with someone um, over, you know, legalism, holiness, what's God's real standards, all those things. But I want you to know that if I'm feeding my spirit destruction or feeding my spirit things contrary to the word of God, then ultimately I'm going to produce fruit that's contrary to the word of God. So if I'm listening to music that's always talking about sex and I'm not married, I'm going to be wanting sex. You know what I mean? And it's not that wanting sex is make is an unbiblical thing. It's a it's a healthy desire that God gave you. But when you're feeding a desire and you're feeding your fleshly desires, you're hurting your spiritual life. You know, David wrote in Psalms 34 and 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And that should be our desire that God's praises will always be in our mouth, that God will always be have a reason to lift up God's name. We'll always think about the goodness of God. We'll always be able to give God some praise. However, it's kind of hard to be in that mindset to keep giving God praise continually when I just was listening to City Girls, you know, or I'm a Savage or whatever, you know, them girls were dancing to on TikTok. But my thing is, if I'm feeding myself garbage, it's hard for me to just go ahead and praise God, not because my actions make me more worthy. I, I can never earn my way into the presence of God, but our actions show where our heart truly lie. And if I feed my mind and my spirit garbage, then it's going to be harder for me to worship. And that's why I hate when I go to a church service. And the praise and worship team sound like cheerleaders. Come on, guys, let's stand up and let's praise the name of Jesus. Come on, guys, let's lift our hands. Come on, guys, let's clap our hands, let's jump, let's shout. The praise team, the praise and worship teams at our churches are not meant to be cheerleaders. They should just be ushering us into the presence of God, and it should simply be an overflow. We should be doing what we're already doing at home, what we're already doing in our commute, in our cars, what we're already doing when we're alone. You know, so when you have a heart of worship, it's easier for you just to enter into the presence of God. It's, it's easier for you just to think about the goodness of God and your heart just has a hallelujah just pouring out of you because you're feeding your spirit. And all of that does start with music. I know many people that they will never change the music they listen to probably are going to ignore that. But I want you to take that into consideration.
Another thing is definitely examine your company. I can't I can't write that. I can't say that, you know, perfectly. You know, I, I want to read this verse to you. Um, you can read it in any translation that you have, um, but it's something serious. And please, I don't want, I don't want you guys to dismiss this. First Corinthians five verses nine through 13. Paul says this. I wrote unto you in an epistle not to company with fornicators, yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world or with the covetous or the extortioners or with idolaters. For then must he needs go out of the world. But now I have written unto you not to keep company. If any man that is called a brother be a fornicator or covetous or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner with such a one know not to eat. For what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not ye judge them that are within, but them that are without God judgeth. Therefore put away the put away from among yourselves that wicked person. First Corinthians five, if you ever read it, if you get the time to read it after listening to his podcast, they're talking about sexual immorality taking place in the church with some sins that the world is not even doing, Paul is saying. But the issue with that is he was making it clear to them. I didn't tell you to stay away from people having sex that aren't even saved. Like, guys, those people aren't saved. We need to witness to them. We need to tell them about the goodness of Jesus. We need to go ahead and and bring the gospel to these lost people. But I'm telling you, you need to avoid the people that avoid the people that are within the church, that are brothers and sisters in Christ that are still saying, oh, let's go get drunk. Oh, I'm having sex and I'm sleeping with my boyfriend, my girlfriend. Oh, um, don't worry. It doesn't take that much. Don't worry. God is not going to have a problem if I'm stealing. God is not going to have a problem that we're an idolater, which just means idolatry, which a lot of us are doing with things like social media. You know what I'm saying? So Paul is not saying you're more righteous than the person in the church that's, that's, that fell into sin. The Bible lets us know that we all fall into sin. But the problem is it's a huge difference between falling into sin and making a lifestyle of sin. And that's what Paul is telling you to do. You have to stay away from that person in the church that's telling you it's okay to live outside of God's will. You have to stay away from that brother or that sister, no matter how fine they look, but they're leading you into fornication. No matter how how much you love them and you grew up with them, if they're not leading you closer to God, then they're a distraction. So you, you also need to pay attention to the ones that are mocking your walk with God or they criticize you for everything you do to honor God. So if you read your Bible, come on, man, you already read that. You don't have to read so much when you're praying. You're praying again. Like people are always finding ways to criticize Christians, but we should not be trying to associate with those people. We should not be trying to we should. First and foremost, this is not saying condemn them. This is saying stay away and pray because those people need salvation. They need their eyes open. But when we start going and associating ourselves, we eventually will we'll begin to tolerate their behavior and we'll begin to accept what they're saying. And eventually we'll begin to participate in what they're doing. So please, please, please read that scripture as often as you need to so you can break some ungodly connections. Another thing is, which is obviously the the most (laughs) obvious that I would say is prayer in the Bible. You know, people are always telling me that they're saved, but it's it's like appalling the amount of Christians that don't pray, the amount of Christians that don't read their word and everything they believe was told to them by their pastor, not because they sought God for themselves. 
or or a YouTube preacher or because godly dating said so. Don't believe me. Don't believe because godly dating said so. Believe it because the word of God said so. Because if your pastor says something that contradicts the word of God, then the word of God is what is true, not your pastor. So it doesn't matter if your pastor said, hey, no one is getting baptized in this church. You write in your Bible that he that believes then is baptized. Come on, man. Jesus said it. So we're going we're gonna to argue with Jesus. <laughs> Come on, guys. Like a lot of people are really just listening to whatever their pastor says or whatever their favorite influencer says. Like, no, go ahead and seek God for yourself. Build your own walk with God. You know, our parents, many of us are blessed to have godly parents. But even if we don't have saved parents, we need to know God for ourselves. Grandma's prayers are effective, but we still need to know Jesus for ourselves. So trying to so always trying to communicate with God is something that's vital because no commu- no relationship grows without communication. No marriage grows without communication. No friendship grows without communication. You know, so why would our relationship grow with God if we spend no time with him? Yeah, you may be saved, but does he really know you or do you really know him? And that should be first and foremost. James 4 and 8 says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. So James is letting the people know, if you take a step closer to God, he's taking a step closer to you. God is not going to allow you to seek him and let you stay confused. No, he's going he's gonna to come after you. So he's telling us we need to wash our hands from this world, purify our hearts from our double-mindedness. Because the more we seek God is the more clarity we get, is the more strength we get, is the more we find our purpose. Psalms 119 and 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So that's telling me that in order to stop the sins that I have reoccurring in my life, I need more of the word of God. If I'm fornicating and I don't know God isn't pleased with it, then I'm going to continue. But when I know for myself that the word says, don't do this, and I should pursue after righteousness, then I'm going to pursue it. But I won't pursue that if I don't know it, if I don't hide it in my heart. And the last thing I want to say is, community. Hebrews 10.25 says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Guys, you have to get involved in your local church. I understand when you're listening to this is probably Corona season and you're not inside the church building, but you can be connected to a community of people without having to be inside the building. You know, because the kingdom of God is bigger than just your church building. It's bigger than just your denomination. The kingdom of God, there's always room for you to grow, always room for you to serve. Many of you have gifts, gifts of the spirit that the Holy Spirit has placed inside of you. But he didn't give you the gift to prophesy just so you could put, you know, prophet, prophet Barbie on your Instagram. <laughs> like, like God gave you the gift to teach, to preach the word, to sing under his anointing. God gave you the gift to serve. God gave you the gift of loving. God gave you the gift to give to the, the needy. God gave so many gifts to the body of Christ and the body has to unite. We have to come together. So I know many of you guys, you're, you've been burned so many times by church leadership, abuse, seeing you know, seeing thieving pastors, <laughs> you know, little con artists out there, you know, so I know many of you guys have experienced a lot of trauma and, you know, wrong things from the church, but that is no excuse to avoid the body of Christ. Don't allow a couple bad examples to push you away from a true church, a true church. If you ever listen to this podcast and you have an issue finding a church, shoot me a message. I will go on Google. 
I will research. I will find you somebody from my organization. <laughs> I don't know. I will find somebody in your city, your state that will help you find a church. Like, guys, we have to stay con- connected to one another. And ultimately, when it comes to growing um, in your walk with God, I want to say that most importantly, you have to learn to trust him. Even when your life is rough, because like even with us right now battling Corona, you know what I mean? It's so easy for you to get discouraged. But I want you guys to know that even when you don't understand what's going on, you have to trust God. You know, faith is what keeps us growing consistently in every aspect, because the same God you see on the mountaintop is the same God you see in the valley. So please understand that you have to do these things if you want to grow spiritually. We can't neglect our walk with God. And if you listen to the end of this podcast, I just want to tell you guys, thank you. Um, I know I mentioned in the beginning of the episode what we are facing. I don't want you guys to listen to this episode and panic. We have no fear over here. We'll definitely keep taking the prayers, all the prayer we can get, you know, that God continues to heal us. You know, guys, but we definitely want to see ultimately more than we want to see perfect health. We want to see people saved. We want to see people walking in the will of God. So, It doesn't matter what you all are facing. I'm praying for you all. I'm praying that you guys have a blessed day. That I'm praying that some of you guys finally take the urge and to leave a review. Because I see how many of y'all don't leave a review. Do a brother a favor and leave a five-star review. And for the people complaining like old girl that said I swallow too hard, um, go seek God in prayer and pray for me that I swallow um, like a normal human. All right? But right now I'm struggling, sis. Anywho. (laughs) <laughs> we're going to be teaching at a conference soon. You know, I, I'm going to put the link in the description. I want you guys, as many of you to sign up, tell your friends, tell your friends, friends, tell your mama and them, tell your grandma, auntie, cousin, sign up. It is not expensive. It is very inexpensive. And then we're going to be teaching on a topic that I know many of you definitely need about seeing warning signs, about seeing the red flags. How do you know to return to or to stay away from NetX? But until we see until we see y'all at the conference, I just want to say, have a blessed night, and we'll see y'all next Thursday. Peace.